We all have a story to tell. Let's tell yours. Welcome to the Intellectual People Podcast with your host, Jason. Come together and listen to journey stories and more from interesting people. Welcome your host, Jason. I often post on various audio forums, and I want to take this time to just thank them. In no particular order, they are audioscienceReview.com, audioroundtable.com, audiocircle.com, audiophilestyle.com, avnirvana.com, diyaudio.com, gearspace.com, and the Parts Express Forum. Thank you so much, and I really appreciate your viewership and enjoy. Today on the Intellectual People Podcast, I have Sherry and Gino from DeShelly Labs. How are you doing today? Hi, we're well. How are you? Very well, thank you. Thank you so much for joining. Thank you for having us. What is DeShelly Labs? Well, um, we are primarily a hi-fi audio company manufacturer. We design all our products in-house. Um, our, that's our primary focus, but we also have different divisions. We have a whole laser cutting side, a powder coating side. Gino does engineering um, for a variety of companies uh, locally, uh, circuit board design. We also uh, have our own pick and place machines, so we'll run circuit boards in-house for other companies or for our own products. Wow. We do a lot. <laughs> wow. Okay. This is going to be a great, great subject then how did how did just shelly get started oh that's a good story so <laughs> so i've always been into audio i think that's the that's the, that's the first kind of thing always just into you know everything audio buying speakers you know uh so we we had our normal lives our normal jobs doing our normal commercial thing um and uh, so I, I decided one day I wanted to create a DAC, you know, so I just, I just wanted to go like, I, I wanted a, a, just a particular design DAC the way I want to do it. So I was just going to do it, um, just, just, you know, like a, like a one-off thing for myself, kind of like a DIY project, just do it, get for it done. Fun. Yeah. For fun, get it done and then move on with my life. So, uh, so I kind of designed this DAC, you know, just did it after work, you know, just hobby stuff and created one. Uh, and then I said, Hey, Sherry, you got to come listen to this. <laughs> and then <laughs> it was really good. And you know, he's always tinkering. That's what he does. It, it, he, when he's idle, he's not happy. So I'm, I'm just, I don't pay attention to a lot of the things he did, does. And this was really good. And I was like, wow, you, I think you have something yeah. with this. So we started to go down the path, and at the time, there was not really a lot of affordable hi-fi available, um, easily available, I should say, and depending, you know, in our opinion, what affordable would be. Um, so we kind of went down a couple of avenues, looked at things, made sure, you know, what do we need to do? How does it get certified? This and that. And we kind of went through the steps just as a learning. Yeah. <laughs> you know, just say, hey, let's do this. Let's see what happens. Sure. And we started selling them on eBay local. And our area, we're very close to Patrick Air Force Base. And a lot of the airmen that were there, it, they, 
they're they don't have a lot of money sure. so we sold one and we actually delivered it in person and um he loved it yeah and he told his friends and yep. then his friends go and that's how it started yep. really rolling yeah i mean we were just making these things like you know, just, just getting a couple boards from a board house. Like it was very, you know, you're just kind of doing it at home and low key, low, very low key. We, we didn't have intentions. Like it was just like, let's just do this eBay local, you know, like, like let's just yeah. do this, sell it, you know, and just have fun with it. You know, I remember telling my buddy, you know, it, you know, we were just talking about it. He's like, Oh yeah, man, you know, you, you could put it up on this local thing or put it up on Craigslist, you know, whatever. And it was just like, random people and the next thing you know we're like starting to go to like audio shows and stuff like, like things are, you know. well, before, before yeah. that there's a whole part where once you wanted a laser cutter so yeah. our our rules everything that we own in-house all our machinery everything we pay for ourselves we we do not finance but the rule is if you want it you have to be able to pay for it right so he wanted a laser cutter and he wanted this so we had to sell enough and that's still how we we roll with everything is we sell enough to buy the next piece of equipment so we started going to the little uh, home like people have audio clubs and we started going yeah. there and we're talking to them about our products and it was much more difficult than i thought to to expand outside of we're in brevard outside of that area um People didn't give us the time of day. I mean, we no. called a ton of different, you know, audio shops here in Florida, um, hi-fi shops. They weren't interested at all. So it's it was a lot of tenacity. Yeah, a lot of drive. <laughs> you know, it, it just it, that's how. Yeah, it, it, it kind of just like organically evolved. Yeah. Like it, it's 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 one of those things like where we take today and we look back to then and it's just like. Wow, you know, it's like night and day difference of everything, you know. It's just, it's just, but, but it's, it's, it's like one of those things. Like you just, it, it kind of evolved naturally to where you just don't realize how much everything's changed and how, how much you know everything did evolve. Right. You know but what I mean? Then, so it's like, it's like, yeah, you know, you look back, it's just like completely different. But then on <laughs> the other side, we started laser cutting to pay for the laser. Cutting. Oh yeah. <laughs> so we started advertising that and it got too big for us. We started getting these accounts and then bigger. We were doing like fishing lures and, and restaurant name tags. And at the same time, audio was starting to take off and we're like, okay, something's got to give here because we were getting too popular in one way, but we wanted to focus on the other. Yes, but in understanding like laser cutting wasn't supposed to be the goal. <laughs> it was just the thing of like, you know, hey, we're going to, we're going to pay for stuff. You know, it's going to kind of fund and you know, we're just going to do this and use the machines while we're using them for our stuff. We're going right. to you know, kind of fund the situation. Sure. Yeah, it was starting to like get out of control. And we're like, OK, like I remember us sitting down and say, OK, look, we're not a laser company, a laser cutting company. Like we have to like <laughs> we have to kind of like, you know, start splitting some of this off and, and, and kind of uh, moving some of these accounts to something yeah, else. We, we kept the we still have the larger commercial accounts. We have um, some restaurants that yeah. are in Florida and we do their table size. And so we, we did keep some, but the, just the pick up the phone, hey, can you cut this for my uh, college call it, yeah. project? Right. We had to. I'd like to take a step back. So Gino, you are engineer by trade? Yes, sir. Okay electrical engineer 
No, actually, I started off as a like an embedded. So, so back then, computer engineering, I guess, okay. was what they called it. I mean, I don't know. I started in '99, 2000 range, more around there. Um, and uh, uh, yeah, so then it was just an embedded engineering. You know, okay. so computer science was the kind of the way you went. Um, so no, I did not start in electrical engineering. Uh, okay. But when I got my first job. It wasn't really my first, it was like my second job, but um, yeah. I worked in the hardware department with all the electrical engineers. So I was always, since I was a kid, was always, you know, tinkering. I, I was I was that kid, just like you always hear that, you know, broke the TV or the stereo because, you know, they had to take it apart. Yep. Not knowing what you're doing, you're just like poking things. <laughs> okay, so you went to work for that job and you stayed in computers for how long? Uh, so for my first job, you, you're asking like the... Well, your second job, right? You said your second job, you were kind of in the computer. Oh, yeah. my, my very, yeah, so I'll say it like this. My very first job was uh, doing all like visual basic databases and C programming, okay. <laughs> all high level. And then once I kind of got out of there, when I got into the, my second job is where I started as uh, writing drivers, firmware, embedded stuff um so i always kind of did that stuff in the background for fun you know you make a little project with an led or something you know a little goofy project um so i kind of wanted to go that path but it really it, it's not like that it's funny because embedded engineering is like not necessarily a very you know it's not an easy career path that, that that's not available i should say it like that you know there's like one embedded engineer for every 10, you know, high level guys who, who do databases and stuff. So sure. I got very lucky. I kind of got into that route. Um, and then I worked for the hardware department and then all my, all my friends were double E's. Okay. So that's how it kind of all, you know, <laughs> were you involved in computer programming when you guys first built the prototype that you listened to Sherry? Oh me? Yes, yes, yeah. yes. Oh yeah, you yeah. were okay, hundred percent. Yeah, I. You yeah. left. You left that corporate role, if you will, and mm -hmm. then put all of your focus into audio. Correct. Yeah, I mean, yeah, pretty well, much. We, <laughs> I mean, yeah, we still do. You can probably describe it. <laughs> yeah, like I said, we still do design. He, well, not we. He still designs circuit boards for companies. I mean, we're still we we're still tapped into that market side. Um, right. He does a lot of consultant work. Right. Um, he's he's very good at designing, and he can design quickly, and his designs are good. So we still have that facet. Right. Like, that works. Yeah. yeah. So we kind of like still double dip in a way. Like you know, we still have our. I still kind of do all the audio stuff, but audio stuff. But then we also have you know like a lot of like other projects we'll have to work on. That's still maybe programming gigs. You know, just things like that. Mm -hmm. Um, okay. Let's get deeper into Jashelli Labs as a whole, if you will. And what did you do after you started selling some? Like it really, you started, <laughs> right? it's eye-opening and it's exciting, but at the same time, it's probably a little nerve-wracking. So yeah. what, what were your next steps? Okay, so it's like 90% nerve-wracking and 10% like uh, fun. <laughs> Maybe even 5% 95. <laughs> so we were having fun with it. It was, it was, you know, oh, look at this, and we're going to make these little cool cases. This is, this is while we still had full plexi. We hadn't moved into the uh, 
metal cases, yeah. Right. And we weren't taking ourselves seriously. I think that's a fair <laughs> thing to say. You know, we were just doing something cool on the side. And as we started to grow, it, it was a lot of fun. And then people really heard about us, and he designed something called the Archel 2. And it was measured on a site, and it beat everybody else by, what, almost 2 dB? Like a decibel. At the time, yeah. It was kind of groundbreaking, and we weren't ready for that. We weren't prepared at all. Um, no. It was the two of us, and... You know, we got a decent amount of orders um, to keep us busy. That hit, and at 3 o'clock in the morning, we were pacing around our neighborhood trying to figure out what we were going to do because before I could shut off the orders, there was like 100. And you have to understand, this is a, two people that maybe did five a week. Yeah, it, it, at this point, the, the good thing was at this point, we had finally moved into a, like a, a proper shop. Like, so beforehand, when we had released what was the Enoch 2, that was before that, mm -hmm. we were getting orders, but they were manageable. So, you know, we were doing everything out of our house and garage. Like, we had, I always tell people, we I had a pick-and-place machine, like, in, basically, in our living room. You wow. know, it was, it was, um, there's, like, boxes of parts. I mean, it was crazy. We have one of those um, kitchen counters that's, like, an L-shape, and yep. it was boxes yeah, oh, yeah. And, and it was it was fun it was cool we could do it on the weekends you know right. had, a, had a youtuber yeah. and we were we kind of have a little i'd say a little bit of foresight like so yeah at that point we were kind of getting like not busy but we were getting we were starting consistent. to yeah it was getting consistent, we consistent so yeah then we our name out there. we kind of had the foresight to like get a shop we were like, everybody kept telling us, like, you got to get a shop. She even, she said all the time, she's like, we got to have this, yeah, like, I, you know. We had started, I had started powder coating at that point in my own garage. Yeah. And it was. Everything was covered in purple. Yeah. My lawnmower is still covered in purple. You see this? <laughs> it was, and, and our first shop had no AC. Oh, so, first, oh. Yeah, it, it was. We've we've paid our dues, man. Let me. Tell Florida you. <laughs> heat, you get that summer Florida heat in a in a like a garage shop type thing. You know. I get it. I live it too. Yes, sir. <laughs> so, you predominantly make desktop amplifiers and D to A converters, right? Known as digital to analog converters, correct? That's correct. What separates your equipment from other makers of those exact items? Well, for starters, we make everything in-house. I think we are one of the few, I'm not going to say the only one, but one of the few that uh, does that. And we do, I mean, soup to nuts, with the exception of the bare circuit boards, which we get out in Colorado, everything else from the pick and place, the case cutting, we even have our own clicker press for foam inside yeah. our product boxes. We do it here. Okay. Now, all of the design, Gino, is done in-house as well? That's correct. Yeah, everything. Um, other than we purchased our Aminero modules from Aminero, super cool guy. Um, yeah, everything uh, everything designed in-house and you know, tested, prototyped, everything here. Mm -hmm. yeah. In terms of uh, job, not titles, but duties, I, obviously, Gino <laughs> is the designer. Sherry, are you more like operations manager? Um, the queen. when I'm not covered in powder coat, yeah, um, I, I do all the cases, sandblast, uh, coat them. I'm getting into hydro dipping now. Yeah. Um, wow. I solder the boards, um, have a 
large input on the appearance, i.e. the colors, purples, pinks, oh, yeah. blues. Um, and then on the other side, I, I'm the one answering all the emails. I do the shipping, finance, day-to-day uh, you know, -day <laughs> operations. Yeah, I know, really. Yeah. <laughs> and I think that's worth mentioning, actually. So people can pick out the color of the casework, right? Yes. Um, I mean, I have done everything from people. A guy sent me his 69 Camaro, and it was in uh, a gold or a... Yellowish uh, gold, yeah. Yeah, hug or, or orange. And I, I've matched um, Squidward from SpongeBob. Um, Neon Genesis. Neon Genesis. You get a lot of recently. that. So <laughs> basically, if somebody sends me a picture and says, can you do this? Um, we had a skateboarder out in California. I matched his uh, deck. So we can do a lot. Yeah. Both. Great. Yeah. Let's get into the technical side of the decks. You have two decks, right? Which is, and I hope I'll pronounce it correctly, which is JNOG. Yeah, that's correct. Yeah. Okay. JNOG and J2, what are the differences between those two decks specifically? So the JNOG was the previous deck. Um, it's still up on the site, but we actually don't sell it anymore. We just have it up there for reference. Uh, so that one used the AK chipset, um, the AK4493. Um, and uh, so since the AK factory burned down and we can't get the chips anymore, we had to quickly pivot. Uh, this is early this year, so say January-ish, February-ish, that uh, we kind of had our design in the works, and then we had to go over to ESS. Um, so, <clears throat> yeah, the original DAC was really, it was an AK-4493 based, uh, same op-amp, same sort of output stage. Um, trying to think off the top of my head uh, if there's anything else. Then uh, we kept the look of it the same, so we kind of just wanted to change the guts but, you know, for the people that couldn't get the JNOG, they can go to the J2, but it wouldn't be radically different looking. But um, we ended up yeah, going to an ESS9026, which was actually a very nice tame chip. It's a good chip, a little bit older chip than, uh, than the 9038, but a uh, very good chip. It was very solid heat-wise. Those ESS chips love to put out heat. Um, so, uh, yeah, so we ended up going over to that, which – ended up you know um you know we, we had to obviously create a new board and everything because there are some differences there but we kept the output stages almost the same you know pretty much the same um and like you said you'll see the case and everything was the same same amanero module the same position everything so and this goes back to why you said about making in-house was important because within what three months of the fire we were able to pivot design certified manufacturer yeah. and get out the door wow. a replacement that's great and in terms of the objective measurements from the j2 back to the jnog much mm -hmm. difference um not really uh you can see on the site i'm trying to remember off the top of my head it was like thd was around 240 somewhere around there um snr so so the newer the the um the uh ess model the j2 is a little bit better but i mean we're we're so far down in the you know in the numbers that you know what i mean it's it's like you're splitting you're splitting hair splitting hair and then splitting that hair you understood. know what i mean so understood it's like that but um but yeah i mean overall it's just going to be the, the the biggest differences and the, and the biggest things even are, are just really going to come down to the sound signature of each one you know one's going to be that ak kind of sound the other one's going to be the ess do you find yourself 
um, going back to AK if and when those chips are available again? Um, absolutely. Love AK. Great, great company. Can't wait for them to come back where every single day I'm like checking if, if they're, if they're back, you know, but um, for the people who like the ESS, oh, yes. yeah, 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 yeah. There, there is a lot of yes. people that like that think, sound too. So yeah, I definitely think uh, we were, we were like deep down. It was like, ah, uh, we got to redesign, but honestly we wanted to do an ESS chip for a long time. And this was like, you know, that forced, invention you know so it was like if we got if we're going to keep eating we got to make an ess and it was actually it was actually a fun experience to be able to you know figure it out kind of get it going it was a whole new world because we've been doing ak forever but yes the ess home but um (laughs) it'll be nice you know i would foresee in the future we'd probably have an ess version and an ak version that's that's how i see it too because we have a lot of fans yeah, I don't want to abandon. Yeah, yeah, I never want to abandon ESS. Not at this point. I mean, it's a the, you know they sound awesome. That's great. You know, and we have again, just like everything else, there's a 50-50 faction mm-hmm. of people who love the ESS. They're so happy we went the ESS, and the other mm-hmm. people, the AKs, are like, "When are you going to go? You know, when's AK yeah. coming back?" And so, and we have some people. Actually, a good number of our customers have both. They have yeah. the JNOG, and then they purchase the J2, and we'll hear back. I like this one's cooler. This one's warmer. This one, you yeah. know. So, yeah, I listened to heavy metal on this one, but I listened yeah. to jazz on this one, you know, yeah. always. So. That's funny. And in the amplifiers, it's is it the same type of thing? You have multiple lines um, mm-hmm. with the Arish, I believe it's pronounced, Correct. right? Mm-hmm. So what are the differences between those amplifiers, if you don't mind discussing um, that? So right now, I think we're selling the A25, the Gamer, and the Air. Well, yeah, we have the E2 coming very shortly. Yeah, actually, next probably next week or the week after that. So the Airish, yeah. we had trouble getting parts. Yeah. So Gino had to redesign it. Um, so, yeah, we were kind of pushing yeah, in that direction. Yeah, that one started. Yeah, yeah, we were the Airish or the original Airish was kind of just getting old. So we wanted to. We we were already kind of getting ready to design, but the part shortage really kind of pushed that. It's always something that's going to like kick you in the butt and make you work yeah. harder. But um, yeah, so, you know. Uh, so start with the the Airish, the Airish that's coming out. One of the claims to fame is it is a truly, fully, fully balanced, balanced amplifier. Yeah. And explain what that means. Yeah. I don't think a lot of people. Yeah. Understand. So just the fully balanced. I mean, there, there's multiple definitions of this, but our def, I'm just going to say the Gishelli definition. Um, again, everybody argues about everything. Um, the Gishelli definition, essentially, we wanted to keep the plus and minus uh, or the hot and cold legs of the XLR completely isolated. So we ran it completely through the amp that way. We didn't sum the signal. We didn't do any different shades of two signals. We didn't do anything. Um, to bring it back down into an unbalanced state and back out to a balanced state. So we just kept it completely in a balanced state. And, um, and that's kind of, you know, that's just, we, we did it through and through. So that's why there's no unbalanced pieces or inputs or outputs on there because that was how it was designed. So, um, so, uh, so yeah, that's why you end up with that four pin XLR in the front and that's all it's, you know, good for if you're going to do balanced work. Um, and the numbers, um on there like whenever you you know we we found that we ran like that are just i mean they're below the measurement ability of the apx 555 right now wow you know so once something comes out new to test it that's going to be absurdly expensive blah blah we'll be able to see but you know we are really in a territory that i mean yeah we're, we're like in this noise territory with that amp that's just like unreal it's just it's just we're way over you know way down there 
Um, before that, you go yes. on, one of the things that <laughs> really we found interesting with the Irish, we designed it to be a limited, small run, not a lot of people. I think we made 50 to know, start with. That, yeah, but I mean, that's what yeah. we had. It was supposed to be just a very small, and we were kind of made fun of, uh, you know, the, the audio world's like, who would buy this? It has, it's just, this is dumb. Well, we're what? Two, oh. Almost two years, I think, or no, a, year, no, and a, a half year and a half or something. And sold a gazillion. Yeah, we pushing we, through them. We they sell. Gosh, do they sell? And people love them. So it's funny that you you make something that everybody kind of poops and says that's that's stupid, and then all of a sudden it's like, oh wait, what is that product? You know. <laughs> that's, so one that's kind of the fun thing that uh, we found is we're not afraid to just put something out there that people might think is strange or weird right, right. or unnecessary. Yeah, you know, that's not going to be a seller. Well, you know, we we like it. So the A2, um, or excuse me, the A25. So so we had a product called the Archel 2. Um, that that you can still see tons of stuff on the internet, just people talking about that. That was our like our our one of our first kind of really really popular small amps. Right. And. Um, that one's on ASR. Yeah, that, was, that one uh, had like kind of record numbers at the time, um, and uh, so that one we we evolved into the GMR. So we have this Archel GMR, and all we did was just made the GMR. Uh, it had a different LED setup and uh, more power. So yeah. um, we kind of modified that board uh, to the GMR series, which we call a gamer. I mean, I don't. It just GMR worked, um, and that's kind of when we retired the A2. And the 2.5 is effectively a balanced in but unbalanced out only amp. Okay. So it has, it has balanced and unbalanced inputs, balanced output. So that was kind of like a bridge between the Arish and the uh, and the Gamer. And uh, it's very similar to the Gamer, where it has you know the same amount of power and uh, and you know uh, all the goodies. Um, and uh, yeah, so I, that, that's kind of like what, you know, the difference in the amps, but the E2 is going to be the one that's coming out shortly and that's going to replace the air. So we, we, instead of calling it the Irish, it's the Irish two, but we call it the E2 for short. Understood. So basically to stack with the J2 because we're trying yeah, to come Yeah, it's going to be the longer, the bigger form factor. Super our original names like E2 and J2. <laughs> so, an E2 and a J2, correct me if I'm wrong. The topology is balanced from input to output. Correct. So the yeah, so the J2 has both balance and unbalanced. But if you stack the E2 and the J2 together, you can just run. It'll be balanced fully all the way to all your way. ear. Correct. Yeah. Right. So that, yeah. that would be the ultimate stack right there. Correct. Correct. And, and running in balanced, right? To take advantage, people really don't understand sometimes that a balanced cable, an XLR, a three-pin XLR. Mm -hmm. can also be run unbalanced. So it's really important to understand that the topology inside the piece of equipment is truly fully balanced topology correct. and not correct. just using an XLR three-pin cable. Correct. That's correct. Yeah, a lot of a lot of things you'll see or a lot of people talk about that. Yeah, they'll, they'll take that balance signal, create an unbalanced signal, and then sometimes they'll just reproduce an, unba reproduce an unbalanced signal from the, you know, or reproduce balance from unbalanced. It's too many. But yeah, uh, this is just, yeah, truly balanced all the way from DAC output to your ears. Excellent. 
Does Gishelli Labs have anything coming down the pike other than what we just discussed that your viewers should know about? Sure. Um, so I don't know. She's, she's going to be kicking my foot underneath the table. But no, the ones that the, what we're kind of publicly talking about right now and testing are um, our, our E2. That one, we already have a, a sort of a hinter on our website. Uh, we'll be getting more information out there. Um, uh, but that one's in production uh, right now. Uh, and uh, Archel 3 coming down the pipe. And then we have a, another kind of special DAC that we're talking about doing. Um, uh, that one's kind of in a you know little bit in the future. Um, that one we really won't talk about yet because we're not, we don't really have it flushed out yet. Understood. Um, and... Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah. we have we have a whole laundry list of, of products that we want to do. Yeah. Um, yeah. Generally, we're just yeah. So what we're doing right now, our, our kind of our thing is just re revamping the headphone amps and getting those uh, more power. We're getting them, you know, just up more up to date. You know, it's so funny. It's like, you know, in a year or two years is like ancient now, you know, with yeah. parts and everything. So we're, we're, we're kind of getting all those revamped and getting that all ready. Um, it, it just, yeah, the DAC this year ate up a lot of our time. So getting the J2, we, you know, obviously again with the AK fire, we didn't mean, we didn't want to have to spend a good amount of this year working on a new DAC. Yeah. We had uh, just that, released, yeah. what was it? Black Friday? Yeah. We released the J2 on Black Friday and okay. had to stop selling it by January. We ran out of parts. Yeah, we were, So the, that was a very short, limited, un, unintentional, limited run. Right. Right. So, um, so yeah, you know, we're we're kind of revamping our amp, and like I said, you know, there's kind of a DAC on the on the table, but we're just not ready. Like we're we're, we're really, even internally, we're really not talking about it right now. Like we're just trying to get the amp released, uh, and our current current focus is just uh, uh, E2 production. Understood. How many employees make up just Shelley? Uh, we have six now. <laughs> <laughs> well, so we have us, right? Dad. Yeah. Uh, and then our kids, yeah. uh, they're both in college, but they both work here too. Yeah. So, big family operation. <laughs> yeah. His dad joined us about a month ago. Yeah. We finally got him to retire. Uh, oh, he's, he's been an awesome. He's a beast. I was so excited because yeah. he, he can help me on the case side because I'm overwhelmed over there as well as doing sure. some, a lot of the other, he's a master carpenter. He's a woodworker. He can, I mean, he enjoys getting his hands dirty, doing everything. Yeah. Real great guy. So it's, it's an exciting, uh, great. time. Yeah. Is there any reason that a two channel audio person could not use a J2 as their DAC? A two channel audio person could not use it. I'm sorry. Yeah. You rephrase it. <laughs> is there any reason why an audiophile couldn't use your J2 as their deck for their home audio system? Oh, 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 yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, people do all the time. I mean, so we sell them to people's home audio systems all the time. I'd say like probably at least 30 or 40%, I'd say, of our sales are going to people who just have like stereo yeah. setups, you know. Uh, okay. Oh, yeah, we sell to a lot of people. I mean, it's a it's it's like a, a big amount of people a lot of people what they do is they'll run since the j2 the outputs run simultaneously um they'll branch off the the rcas and put into like a little headphone setup and run the xlrs into like maybe you know a couple mono block amps or something you know do some kind of magic there but you know so that way they can kind of bounce around and do yeah. things 
Oh yeah, yeah. We have a lot of people, um, you know, who, oh. who. So what my point is, Jashelli Labs is not only HeadFi people. Oh no, just on our amp side, right, right now, our amp side is just headphones. Um, I and, and that's just mainly because of me always being into headphones. But I have a couple of decent, uh, you know, speaker setups. I always call them big boy amps. You know, like like so we always say that here. We're like, oh, he's got a big boy amp. Um, so we, I have a couple of those set, you know, setups at home. Uh, you know, like, you know, for, for movies and stuff like that. We just keep it all two channel. You know, I, I like the big eight speaker or whatever it is. I don't know what surround setups are now, but we can't put speakers all around our living rooms. <laughs> but yeah, uh, it just, it just kind of came from me being an engineer sitting in an office, always using headphones. Right. So it naturally progressed in there, but a lot of people ask us to work on bigger amps, you know, higher wattage amps. And we talk about it. It's just another thing that's on the table that okay. we've talked about and we we'd love to do just got to get the time and the yeah you know <laughs> i think the two most requested things is uh speaker amp and a tube amp yeah and we get tube amps like all that. the time people ask us all the time for tube amps too so would you want to develop or design a tube amp is that something you'd want so to do? it's so much fun like tube amps are so much fun so they're like as an engineer they're like totally you know it's 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 like the legos of you know, like of audio or electronics is to play with tubes. Um, realistically, it's it's a decent challenge to get it right. So um, I, I have a buddy of mine that I kind of work with on the side. He's an analog genius. Um, his name is Mike Z. And um, he's he's worked on a couple of tube designs that we've looked at. Uh, I think the biggest thing to go the tube amp route, even the tube amp headphone route, you know, either way, because you use smaller 12AX tubes, or, you know, is um, the biggest issue is just getting the tubes and the manufacturing. I mean, you're talking like high voltage stuff, not, and not in all cases, but uh, it, it's, it's a different world of manufacturing when you're doing tubes. It's expensive, you know, like the if certifications are different. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you're talking like different safety issues that you might run into with certs, like if you're going to go that route. So, I would love to, I love playing with them. Um, I don't know if realistically, like we have other projects that are probably higher priority than, than something like that right now. You know? And as far as your J2 with ESS chips, mm -hmm. you have plenty of chips? Yeah, 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 those are, you can just call order no them. Problem. Okay. No issues there. Plenty of product available for sale. I'm sorry. Yes. Yes. Oh, plenty of product development. Oh yes. 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 Sorry. You, he cut off when he said it. He cut off here. He said it. She read your lips. I guess. <laughs> All right. Is there anything that I haven't asked that I should have? That you there's something I should have. I for, there's actually an interesting story, and I forgot a very important person when I said about the employees. We have somebody named Mike Z. Oh yeah, I can't forget. About uh, Mike Z. I can't forget about Mike Z. And the backstory behind this is kind of cool. Gino talked earlier to you about his second job. Um, and how he kind of got in what he didn't mention was that's when he was one he was one of the pioneers of USB design he worked at a company called Dynavox which gives people with ALS a voice it's yeah. the box and his mentor was the gentleman named Mike C and way back then we're talking what 20 years ago at this oh, point goodness. they talked about <laughs> making a tube amp or some kind of amp they were oh, both yeah. into audio they lost touch. Fast forward to about January of this year, and you found him. Yeah. 
and they they hadn't talked in like 10 years and like five hour phone conversation um, oh, yeah. Gino throughout time has talked how much he missed the guy how important he was to him and he came on board in February Somewhere I think, the, as a, I, he's yeah. a consultant he works I mean he's not an employee but he consults with Gino they work side by side and he was uh, part of the ESS design uh helping you with the back oh yeah 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 oh yeah so it, it was of, funny it was like yeah i called him and i said mike i'm like you know we have an audio company yeah. <laughs> i'm like I'm like i'm like mike we got it up and running because me and him used to talk about this all the time you know this, this is way back in the burr brown day you know like everything was burr brown then. um and uh but yeah it, it was it was just funny and he's a he's a super help you know and he like i say he's an analog genius so if I run into these really weird analog problems, you know, which is like all the time, <laughs> you know, you get in the weird power supply, like, okay, yep. we're looking at this weird transistor setup. You know, we need this, this guy's like, just do this, 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 do this and this and this. He's like one of those guys, a super smart, eccentric, like awesome dude. So yeah, we definitely got to give him his, yeah, his gotta, shout And out. it brought, it brought Gino full circle back to when he was like 20, one twenty-two, you yeah. know, trying to make it in the field, and he has this this guy that's like making sure he learns old school oh, analog yeah. and make sure he would learn. There was no low hanging fruit with this guy; you had to learn it. And then, yeah, even in those times, like even 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 during then, like early like late nineties, early two thousands, like analog electronics was just fading away. Right. You know, like people just, I mean, it, it was like even then, you know everything was just going, how can we make everything digital? Like any and everything digital, you know, no matter what we're doing, simulate everything analog digital, you know, like, like, um, and so uh, uh, he was one of the guys that really got me to the next level of electronics, you know, all day. So he's I was, a e, right? he's a, he's, a, he's like a master insane double E. I call <laughs> but yeah, he, uh, he was one of the guys that I worked with hand in hand every day and really got me into electronics. So we were doing like USB back then when USB audio was brand new and was just absolutely terrible. <laughs> Gino, you mentioned that you have an APX 555, which yeah. for the viewers that are watching might not know that's an audio precision X555, right? Mm -hmm. Do you test every unit that comes off the production line to see yes, if it passes? Everything. Yeah, we have a whole set of tests that we run every single unit, and sometimes that's a sometimes it's a huge headache. But uh, you know, you click in, click out, click in, click out all day. And then once he's done, he puts it on the shelf. I grab it, and then I run it through the paces. I plug it in, heat it up make sure all the LEDs are working, test the audio oh, on yeah. it. So before it goes in the box, it runs through three oh, stages yeah. um, of QC work. Yeah. Okay. And that's every unit? Every single every unit. Single, believe me, every single <laughs> unit. And, it, and, it, and when we have like huge order loads, it's like a nightmare, you know, because you just, they're stacked and everybody's just looking, you know, like, okay, are these all going to get tested? I'm like, uh, yeah, we didn't like, start taking yeah. weekends off until what about a month recently? Yeah, yeah, yeah. About a month ago. Um, because of the pandemic, everybody's home, everybody's buying audio and we have nowhere to go anyway. Just, yeah, so so we're just, live here. You were just basically living here. So we, yeah, she won't let me put a, I wanted to like install a bed and a te television yeah, in here. No, she won't let me, it'd be much. so much easier. <laughs> <laughs> Problem to have. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. 
thank you so much for your time. And for everybody watching, please go visit Jashelli Labs at Jashelli Lab or Jashelli.com. Yes. Thank, thank you, you so much, that. Dino and Sherry. I do appreciate it. It's awesome, man. Let's talk again. We all have a story to tell. Let's tell yours. Welcome to the Intellectual People Podcast with your host, Jason. Come together and listen to journey stories and more from interesting people. Welcome your host, Jason.